Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Wadier, and I'm here, as always, with my good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Uh, before we hop into today's episode, I want to drop an announcement that the next 10-day Fasting Ramp-Up Challenge link is live. You can go to the show notes for more dates and more information. The challenge is starting here in just two days, so we don't want you to miss out. And today's episode is really going to be a good peek into some of the things and some of the frameworks that we break down and or build up during the 10-day fasting challenge. So today's episode is questioning, kind of like a lightning round where Tommy and I go back and forth and ask each other um, questions uh, that we did not predetermine ahead of time. You know, these are things that him and I talk about uh, when the families get together and when we're voxering and sending messages at all hours of the day as we continue to build and pour into, you know, this fasting and insulin friendly lifestyle. So um, we want to talk a little bit about, you know, kind of why we feel this is a good time uh, for this type of conversation, and how it can give you some insight into um, why uh, we've really been putting our time and effort into these challenges, which beginning with the end in mind is getting people results that they've never been able to get before. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, that's exactly what you and I were both looking for whenever we started our own fasting journey. And, you know, that's, these are the kinds of questions, um, that we, we get and that people seem to want to understand while they're going through the challenge as they start, as their, their minds start to, to get focused on end goals because they start seeing the power in the methods and in, in what we do. And as we teach uh, through and actually go through uh, fast cycles live in real time every day of the challenge. Um, but, you know, as we, we kind of go through the process, questions come up that, that a lot of people have never, you know, dealt with or, or never had before. And they start thinking, uh, finally, sometimes for the first time um, about the long, long term goals. And so um, some of the questions from today, I, I feel like are, are kind of looking back at the last few years worth of our, our own journey and kind of how to go from wherever you are today to that, that end point. Yeah. And so we won't, we won't spoil the episode. Um, Cause the, sometimes our reaction to the questions that we're asking is, is where, is where the enjoyment comes. You know, some laughter, there's some like, Oh man, I have to pick one meal right. that I'm going to break a fast with for the rest of my life. It's the, I only get one game. Um but, you know, just speaking to the experience itself, uh, you know, just from, um, you know, the, the continuity that we've had with the group since the last challenge, uh, the couple of things, a couple of like highlights is someone had posted a few days ago, finally, my morning, my weight is broken, uh, the 160 mark. Um, I'm going to keep pushing. I've got my schedule set up for the week. I've got one longer fast uh, scheduled, uh, you know, between Sunday and Tuesday. 
And then next week I'm going on vacation. So thank you guys for giving me the framework to know that all of this progress that I've had over the last four months has not been all for naught and that I Mm -hmm. actually have a plan and a system and the tools uh, to be able to succeed. So I just really loved that, um, you know, we hear these messages throughout. And like you mentioned, it's the same stuff that you and I were looking for and experiencing. Just It was just you and I listening, though. It was just the conversations, you know, that you and I were having or the, or the one-offs, you know, with, with our wives or, you know, when we had friends or family in town. But um, it's those types of things that really continue to have us put in the extra hours and reply to the emails and continue to refine the challenge because, um, you know, the, the amazing results on the back end is exactly what we want everybody to get. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. And it's, it's so amazing to see some of the, the responses and the comments and questions right at the beginning of the challenge versus by the time we're, we're 10 days in. And then going beyond that, um, you know, for, for several months later, and the, the personal growth and development that, that we see with a lot of our challengers is, you know, still, um, it still just blows me away. Yeah, we had, a, we had somebody uh, come out of the woodwork from way back in the day when we first started doing them, and they've just recently joined the continuity, and they're back on the challenge challenge mm-hmm. train, not because they need to lose weight, but because they want the encouragement and the accountability of being around like-minded people. Yeah. And she said something really profound. Um, she's like, I'm determined to stay in that 5% of people that don't regain the weight and get fall off track. She's like, I've been doing it on my own. It's been fine. I've had amazing success, and she's been intentional, and she's doing great. And she reached her maintenance goal, but she's like, it's kind of more fun to be doing something with people. Right. And, um, if you would have told me, you know, when we first turned on the mics a year ago, um, we are so grateful for each and every one of you guys that listens in each week and send us messages and encouragement that we would be, you know, having hundreds of thousands of downloads and we'd be hearing from people all across the world. And we've been having people coming back to want to be a part of the group. Um, I never, I, I never would have thought that that was possible. So, Um, We like to use the analogy, the powers in the Peloton, you know, not the expensive exercise bike that's in households across the country, but the actual group, when we move together in a direction, um, you know, we're able to, to, to keep that momentum, to spread and distill the workout amongst the group. We get the encouragement and the accountability. So really excited about the next one coming up. I hope you guys enjoy uh, to today's episode Uh, And if you have any questions, you can go to the show notes. You can find more dates and information. Uh, You can go to the website, www.thefastingforlife.com forward slash live. Now to today's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Wadier, and I'm here, as always, with my good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Good afternoon to you, sir. Hey, Scott. How are you? Good, man. Good, good, good. Um, Excited about today's episode. We're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to call it the lightning round where we're going to go back and forth asking each other some questions, uh, opening up a discussion around some of the most common things uh, and conversations that we have in our day-to-day life around the practical side of fasting. Um, There's also the personal, the social, and the science of it. So we'll probably dabble in a little bit of that as we go through the episode. So we have Mm -hmm. a, a stack of questions here. And it's going to be, um, you know, kind of a little quiz time. And I think it's going to lead to some good combos. Okay, cool. Um, Yeah, I I like it. We ready? Yeah, I'm ready. So I'm going to I'm going to ask you first, since I I I have the list in front of me. So good (laughs) luck. Good luck to you, sir. Thank you. Um, May the odds forever be in your favor. Uh, So first question is, 
really how do you decide when to do a longer fast? So something more than let's say, you know, a two to three day, a two to three day fast. How do you, how mm-hmm. do you decide when to do that? Hmm. Um, well, I've done a few longer fasts um, from five to seven days. And I'd say probably when I was ready to, to pull the trigger on, on those was when I reached some sort of frustration point, I think um, it, it's almost like it, it was like a spring that needed to be, you know, kind of compressed. And then I was, I was, I felt like I had the, the energy and the wherewithal and just kind of the gumption. There was like a frustration with wanting to hit a, you know, a certain goal or kind of break through a, a set point that I felt like I had some number that I couldn't, I couldn't seem to get past on the scale. Um, yeah, I, I, I'd say it, it, it has to do with that. Yeah. I want to, the frustration point was the first thing that hopped into my head Mm -hmm. figure. I'll ask you the question. You can answer. I'll follow it up and then we can kind of go back and forth here. Okay. Um, so the frustration is definitely a key thing. A couple other things that I thought about was when I noticed that something, one of my old cues or my old triggers from before, I started to, you know, lose the weight, get my life back, be healthy. My wife said mm-hmm. I was happier, all that kind of stuff. Right. It's like, okay, am I anxious more? How is my sleep? How is my energy? Um, am I noticing that I'm not being as consistent with my fasting window? Am I allowing mm. some slippage in there? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I have been feeling a little fluffy or I noticed that my sleep's been a little bit off. And I'm like, okay, yeah. well okay, it's time to kind of push the window a little bit. It's time to rip the bandaid off. So, um, yeah, for definitely for, you know, the set point or the scale being stuck or it's moving in the wrong direction over a two or three week period, you're like, all right, Mm -hmm. it's time to, to hone back in and, you know, kind of, kind of trim the fat, so to speak. But those are just a couple additional things for me that I know, um, you know, when it's like, all right, it's time to push the window here. Yeah. There was a couple of times where I noticed it was getting tough to, to hit just my, my 23, 24 hour timer, where, like you said, those slippage points were starting to come in and it was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not hitting my OMAD target. Um, so I, I really need to do something different. I, I, there, there must've been some sort of, you know, some, some habits that kind of crept back in or some just like lack of, of, you know, like mental fortitude that I was feeling in the, in the day to day that I I felt like it was time for a reset. So let me, let me, let me hit the timer. Let me, let me, you know, get the, the win that I know I can do, do this longer fast and then um, just keep the momentum going from there. And so I, I I felt like those were, those were always productive and it it always, it always uh, helped whenever I did that. All right, Tommy. So during your seven day fast, I want to give a shout out to NutriSense here. We mentioned your CGM a couple of times. Uh, We mentioned NutriSense, um, Mm -hmm. but I know you were tracking it, looking at some of the real time metrics, which is why we've partnered with NutriSense. Um, And so I'm going to ask you for your biggest, you know, for one or two of the biggest takeaways while, while using NutriSense during your, your seven day fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and first of all, for all the new listeners, NutriSense, the reason we partner with them is because they combine cutting edge technology and human expertise. So you can see how your body responds to different food, exercise, stress, and sleep in real time. Right? Yeah. So by pairing the CGM with the app and the expert dietitian guidance, it can help you reach your long-term health goals. So the CGM is the biosensor. It's the thing you wear on the back of your arm, completely mm-hmm. painless. Um, and then their incredible app 
you scan it, boom. And in real time, you can analyze your glucose levels and the responses to all those things I just mentioned, right? So it tracks your levels. Each device lasts for 14 days. You can scan it, visualize it, log it, run experiments, which is pretty much your entire seven day fast. Right. And then you can ask really cool questions to your, to the dietitian guidance as well. Um, and seeing the data in real time makes it easy to identify what you're doing well and where there's room for improvement. So we see weight loss, stable yeah. energy, better sleep, understanding of which foods are good for them. So you'll hear some of this stuff later in the pod in this episode in some of those things that you noticed, right? Some of those changes yeah. that you noticed. Um, so head to the show notes, click the link, Nutrisense.io forward slash fasting for life. You get 30 bucks off and one month free dietitian support. Uh, I would encourage y'all to choose one of the six or 12 month subscriptions because it's going to allow you to really dial it in. Tommy's an expert mm -hmm. at this point, but what's the <laughs> one biggest takeaway that you saw uh, with your readings during this experiment? Um, well, one thing that I saw was that the, the tightening up of the range as I got deeper and deeper into the fast, ketones started to rise, blood sugar stayed within a, a, a very tight range. And the, the cool thing there was that I had visuals all throughout the day. So I'm, I'm looking at this, I'm, I'm scanning it every couple of hours and then taking a look at the graph and then I'm, I'm going back to the previous day to see how it compares. All of those visuals like burn into my mind, you know? So now after coming off of the, the seven day fast and even like when I broke it, I, I didn't want to throw everything all, all crazy. I didn't want everything to all, you know, just ex expand and take forever to kind of come down with this big glucose spike. So that makes me want to make more good food choices even after coming off of there when I haven't made a food choice in, you know, a, a week now. So it's like, yes, everything sounds good and there's plenty of opportunities and different foods around that I could have chosen, but making good food choices was like, like the number one thing on my mind at that point, because I wanted to see how I was going to respond yep. then after the seven day fast. So what I heard there is built in accountability and intentionality. Yeah. And that's yep. what I absolutely love about NutriSense. Head to the show notes, click the link, grab the code, get the free month dietitian support. So I want to give a shout out to NutriSense. And if you've been listening for a while, you know that we've partnered with them officially. Um, and we just absolutely love the real-time data that NutriSense is able to give, Tommy. Um, it combines cutting-edge tech and human expertise so you can see how your body responds to different food, exercise, stress, and sleep in real time. All of those things, um, which are the real-life day-to-day stuff that can make fasting easier and health goals more obtainable. Mm -hmm. So by pairing the CGM, which is the, the continuous glucose monitor, it's the thing that you wear in the back of the arm. It's completely painless. The application takes just seconds. And then you pair that with the expert dietitian guidance. It can really help you reach your health goals, especially this time of year, beginning of the year, keeping that motivation, regaining that motivation. Um, NutriSense uh, has really been a game changer for me on my journey because yeah. your blood sugar levels can significantly impact how your body feels and functions. So real-time analysis, right? So you put the thing on, you pair it with your app, you get visuals, you get guidance, you get expert support, you've got the community. Um, and this data in real time makes it easy, like we're talking about in today's episode, to identify what you're doing well and where there's room for improvement. What are those mm. things that you're doing well day to day? that you want to continue to build on. So outcomes that most people will see, well, weight loss, you know, um, easier to stick to your fasting window, stable energy throughout the day, better sleep, 
how your body responds to certain foods or caffeine, yep. controlling cravings, all of yeah, the things. Less cravings. Right. All of the things that go into a healthy, sustainable fasting lifestyle. So I want to encourage you, head to the show notes, uh, click the link, nutrisense.io forward slash fasting for life. Um, commit to one of the longer plans uh, because it's going to allow you time to create the habits and the lifestyle that's going to get you the long-term results. Mm. You'll get 30 bucks off and one month free of dietitian support. So shout out to Nutrisense. Excited to continue to use it and be uh, official partners with them because it's been a game changer for us and so many of our clients as well. So Tommy, let's get back into today's episode. Okay. For me, it's stress. So like when I'm not planned or my schedule changes on the fly or a new project is dropped in my lap or, you know, something goes haywire or technology mm. fails or, you know, um, one of the kids, you know, um, you know, they're, they're on spring break or, or something changes, right. Where I wasn't expecting it or didn't see it coming. Um, right. you know, the stress piece of it is huge. So we talk a lot about stress and sleep in regards to fasting because of the effect that it has on insulin, which is the whole point of fasting, to reduce the amount of time that your insulin levels are elevated so you can mm -hmm. burn more fat, lose weight and reap the other, all the other benefits uh, that come along with fasting as well. So I like that framework. The frustration point is really the, a good starting point though, because that's where my brain went to. So we're in agreement there. Yeah. I, um, just one, one last point on that. I, 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 I feel like that kind of got back to, to my roots of where this came from too. Like the, right. the reason I did my first fast was, was reaching that ultimate frustration point. Right. That's what led me, you know, to, to kind of open up that door. And then, so, so kind of reigniting that, um, you know, I can, I do that now through a longer fast from time to time. Yep. Yep. I love it. Couldn't agree more. All right. Your turn. Um, I, you know, I, I like this question. What is your favorite thing to drink during a fast? You know, that that's not that you don't consider to, to break your fast. What's your favorite thing to drink? Well, first of all, <clears throat> if you're listening to this, and you've listened to some of the other titans of fasting that have been around um, on the podcast circuit or on the YouTube circuit <clears throat> when it comes to fasting, um, then we're going to have points of disagreement here in terms of um, what we feel is okay for the long-term goal. <clears throat> so, um, you know, Dr. Fung mentions, uh, you know, anything under 50 calories. Well, he also says, don't take the creamer out of your coffee if the creamer is the one thing that you're going to look forward to that day when you start fasting. Right. So for me, um, I keep it pretty strict. Um, I don't think I'm in the clean fast category um, of some of the other fasting gurus out there, right? <clears throat> some of the other fasting podcasts where it's water and coffee. And that's it, <clears throat> right? right? Black coffee. So for me, though, when I had my CGM, um, I had uh, done a test with coffee and I actually had a dip in my glucose readings post ingestion of plain black organic coffee. And that showed oh, wow. me um, that my HPA access was being stressed a little bit and I was actually having an insulin response. So I had to cut it out. Hmm. So. There's a lot of gray area in in this question. So I know you didn't ask that, but I wanted to frame it on the front end that there's going to be some disagreement. And you really need to find out what works for you. So for me, um, I can hold it up. It's an audio medium, but you can see it uh, is one of our favorite go-tos. I'll answer for mm -hmm. you as well is Waterloo. Yep. Same flavor, man. Cheers. 
I got cheers the, yep, across cheers. the interwebs. It's a black cherry Waterloo. Um, so good. So good. And then I also like using um, the LMNT electrolyte packets um, mm-hmm. when I'm doing fast cycling and I'm doing back to back to back fasts, um, you know, yeah. longer than let's say 18 to 22 hours. I like to use the LMNTs anywhere between the one to three in the afternoon, because that is the time where I feel the most uh, hunger and cravings and I need that little extra pick me up. So sure. that's, um, that's, that's what I, those are my two fair. I couldn't give you one. I had to give you two. All right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, uh, you know, like you said, cheers here. Um, the, the black cherry or, uh, any number of the flavors of, of Waterloo. I just, I, I really like those as, as kind of a go-to something to kind of get out of the chair, do something a little different, have a little bit of a ritual. I'm not going to eat lunch during the middle of the day, but I am going to go, you know, downstairs or, you know, go to the fridge and, and get a, a, you know, unsweetened sparkling water. Um, yeah. And I, I think that's, it's a nice way to kind of uh, break it up and break up from just regular, regular water and, and black coffee. Yep. I love it. All right. So my turn. Um, we've got a few here. Which one do I want to lob into your lap? Um, I think I like this one, which is if you um, had to break your fast from here on out, the fasting friendly lifestyle, the insulin friendly lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. You know, finding a, finding a, a way to, to work this into your day-to-day life to regain control long-term here. Right. Um, if you could break your fast with one meal, so no variability from here on out. You get okay. one meal to break your fast with. What would it be? I can't wait to see where this conversation goes. Man, that's a tough one though. Um, and the length, the length of fast doesn't matter. I just have to choose one meal, no matter how short. So or you can't forward. pick. You can't pick the deep dish pizza. No, from the I place around sure. the corner because if you're doing an 18 or a 12 hour fast. And you're going to break it with pizza every time. That's going to be really darn hard. So that's what right. I love about this question. And and if it was a longer fast and you broke it with that pizza, you were going to feel terrible. You're going to. Yep. Yeah, you're and if you guys regret. are new to this podcast and new to Tommy and I, like pizza is my my thing. Like <laughs> pizza is like my 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 crux. So we right. plan for it in our family. So I know that it's coming. So then I don't have to think about it the rest of the time. Yeah, every once in a while. Yeah. Have, have that pizza night. Right. Um, but I definitely don't want to break a longer fast with it. And uh, yeah, if, if I did that during the shorter fast, it would add up for sure. Um, if I only had to pick one meal, it would, it's going to have a lot of veggies in it. Um, because that just, no, if, if I had to break it because I, because I worry about those longer fasts, if I break it without like front loading that with some good veggies, um, I'm just going to I'm going to really feel terrible. And even if it's like overly protein packed, I'm just, it's going to feel so heavy, um, especially, you know, anything longer than like a 48 hour fast. It's just going to I'm going to feel it feel miserable. So it's probably going to be like my favorite, just super loaded salad or like a loaded like um, you can get them at, at certain Mexican restaurants or or at like a like a build your own salad place where I can put all my favorite proteins and and nuts and veggies in it and with some good dressing though too like um uh, even just with a side of like oil and vinegar like really really good though so you're telling me you're gonna eat a salad to break your fast for from here on out for the remaining 50 years i don't know however many years left right you have you're gonna that's what you're gonna do or you're just gonna quit fasting because that's what i would do (laughs) if i chose salad you're like no Uh, that is not 
That, no, that's so. This is why I love this because we're going to differ here. But are you really telling me that? Is everyone else here that's the thousands of people going to hear this going <laughs> to believe that story? So I am assuming I can eat other things too, but it's just when I'm breaking. Well, every every time you eat, you're breaking a fast. So so this is literally the last meal that I can ever have. Then that's the construct. Okay. What is right. what do you, what is yeah? You have you have the opportunity to break your fast with okay. one meal. Where yes, we're All going right. to the extremes. Oh my goodness. I, I feel like there wasn't enough time to, uh, to prep for this. Um, okay. So, okay. What is your favorite meal then to break a fast? <clears throat> well, a longer fast is just like what I, what I just okay. described right there. Okay. But, so I, I want to play the other game. You only okay. get one more, this one meal every time you break a fast. Yeah. Okay. So what's, what's your answer then? So I'm going eight ounces of red meat. I don't care in what form. Doesn't matter. Don't care. Have a little garlic butter on top sear that baby ground beef doesn't matter red beet of some sort i know that's not an exact answer and then i want a couple hundred grams of either green beans or broccoli so i can pick either doesn't matter um doesn't have to be cooked in bacon or anything fancy like you know a a green bean casserole i literally just want broccoli or green beans so i can pick Mm -hmm. one of those with Kerrygold butter right a couple slabs of butter on there and then i want just a little bit of some form of either brown jasmine rice or like uh, uh, a, um, oh, what's what I'm looking for? Those little creamer potatoes that have the skins on them. Oh yeah, uh, new potatoes. New potato, yeah. Just like probably a cup of that. That's my meal. I can fit into any window. I can break any fast with. I've done it. I love it. And I can, I literally ate that for like, I don't know that's pretty much the makeup of all of our meals in our house, right? Substitute the chicken or the salmon or something else in between. But that's what it would be. If that was the one meal that I had to eat. Now my favorite meal to break a fast. um, uh, I think, I think I'm going to have to think about that for a second. So please filibuster. Yeah. um, Well, I was, I was giving a little bit of thought. Um, Well, first of all, my stomach just grumbled like, you know, so loud. Uh, Phallic phase, baby. Right. And, um, but I, I really do enjoy uh, breaking a fast. Like if I'm if we're gonna go to a restaurant, uh, some like sometimes we'll we'll do like a lunch date or something like that. Uh, especially coming off of you know maybe a 36 hour fast or a, or a 30 or a 42 hour fast, and um, I, I really like breaking that with with sushi or or something from a Japanese restaurant where where I know I'm gonna get a nice mix of of protein, um, carbs from the rice. I got a good source of veggies. It like it can fill me up and I enjoy the process. I enjoy eating it without feeling terrible or, or without feeling like I, like I, I ever overdid it really, you know? Right. So I, I think that that food group just, just has a certain balance to it that I, I really enjoy. So I'm going to change my previous answer and say that if I, if I had to, um, you know, just pick one meal, it'd basically be my, my favorite kind of sushi based uh, meal for sure. You'd want to eat that forever. Sure. Yeah. I I would do that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Cool. All right. Um, okay. What do we got next, Tommy? What question? Um, your, your longest fast is how long? Uh, a couple hours over seven days. Okay. Seven day fast, seven day plus. Um, why have you, those hours count because I contemplated my life at the moment. (laughs) I really wanted to continue, but we had a date night. Right, right, right. You really, you really wanted to continue, right? Like that—that's such an important point. I've, 
I've never broken any fast longer than like two or three days and not felt like I, I really just want to continue this fast. Like I, I, I almost regret it before I even break it. Like, I don't want to be breaking this fast. Like, so did I hear a question in here or what? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. 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 Just making sure. The question is why have you never done a a 10 day fast or a 30 day fast? Like we, we hear that kind of stuff. People are doing it. Why have you never done it? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I wish I would have seen that coming. Um, And I think it might be related to the first question where we talk about, you know, when you decide to do a longer fast. Mm. So that frustration point that comes in. So Mm. I haven't gotten to a point where I feel like I need to do anything longer. So in my analytical state of my brain, which I typically operate in most days, taking the emotion out of it, I don't think I feel the need to do anything longer. So if I had been fasting for two years, let's say, and I lost the weight and I'm feeling good, but then I came back and my insulin resistance, my insulin fasting insulin levels were still like 20. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, ah, oh, crap. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all of my 48, 30, 36 is 24 is 18. Yeah. It got me the result on the outside that I was looking for, but physiologically I'm still showing insulin resistance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know the complications of what that is in my family history and all of that stuff, you know, diabetes and heart disease and heart attacks and yada, yada. Um, I think I would then push the window and I would really be like, all right, here we go. I'm ripping the bandaid off. I'm going however long it takes. Yeah. Right. And I would have that motivation to do it. But for me, adding in that seven days on the journey to lose 50, 50 pounds in 50 days and, and maintaining 40 plus pounds of that lost sense. Um, I haven't really felt the need to do it. So I know there's some people out there that do it for spiritual reasons sure. um, that do it, you know, depending on the religion and the time of year, um, you know, like Daniel diet and, and those types of things. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the answer is, is I haven't ever really felt the need that I had to, um, just like when I started fasting, I hadn't been getting results with anything else. So I literally was like, all right, I'm just going to stop. You told me to stop eating for 24 hours. And then we did a lot of, you know, fluctuations between, you know, 24 to 72 mm-hmm. and the results were there. So I think the reason I haven't done it is I haven't felt the need to do it based on results or, or necessity. Good answer. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think, I think that's a, that's a tough one too, to, um, like I, I could, I can tell that you put some thought into why you hadn't done it. And, um, had you ever thought about that before? No, I honestly hadn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't. And we got a question recently from one of our continuity, um, members post our most recent challenge who actually asked, Hey, are we going to be doing any longer fast? And I, mm-hmm. I didn't even really, t- I was like, no, and I just kind of carried on and moved away from it, not even thinking about it. So do you have any other added perspective there? Um, you know, like for me, just like you mentioned before, like um, you broke that that seven day in a couple hours, um, you broke it for a date night. So my my multiple seven day fasts have always ended at a date night. So like that's just a really, really important non-negotiable for me that I don't want to be sitting there connecting with my wife without 
eating or drinking anything, you know, with her, like I, like I could, and she's invited me to do it. Like, Hey, don't, don't let me be the reason. Yeah. She, she, unlike my wife, she has, she's had great fasting success. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. She's, she's definitely a walking, you know, walking, talking, you know, testimony for, for the success. And, um, uh, you know, so she's, she's been very supportive of it. And, um, but I, I just never liked the idea that I would continue the fast through that, through that date night. Um, so I think that's the reason why I've never gone to like a 10 day. Like I, I do like the idea that, um, I can go 10 days without consuming anything. Um, and I think at some point I will do that, that 10 day fast. I don't, I don't really feel a drive to do anything, um, beyond that point, but I, I love the way I felt on, on all the five and seven day fast that I've done. Hey, so I want to give a shout out to NutriSense. Uh, as you guys know, we've partnered with them recently. Um, NutriSense is an incredible company, been really instrumental on me dialing my own health journey in here recently, Tommy, um, with my body composition and my sleep and my stress. Mm-hmm. And it's just been incredible because NutriSense combines cutting edge tech and human expertise so you can see how your body responds to different foods, exercise, stress, and sleep in real time. So you've got your CGM, which is the continuous glucose monitor. It's the biosensor. You stick it on the back of your arm. It's completely painless. The application takes just a second. Then you pair it with their incredible app. I couldn't believe the upgrades to be able to like set your, your blood sugar goals and your zones yeah. and all this stuff, right? Yeah, it was cool. And you get expert dietitian guidance. So it's the best of both worlds, and it can help you reach your health goals in 2024. Um and you're going to be able to kind of even do like little mini experience uh, experiments, right? And that's where, you know, back in the day, I found that coffee or the sugar-free syrups, like in some of the coffees or that little extra sweetness, right? Or, you know, if I wouldn't eat my carbs, my, my cold resistant starches, because we do a lot of jasmine rices and sweet potatoes in this house. Mm. If I didn't eat them at the end of my meal or if they weren't cold resistant, then I would notice a much bigger spike early on in my journey. So it's really been allow, allowed me to dial in um, with the visualization and the data logs because wow. I, can, I can run these little mini experiments, right? So then you get the dietitian support. So if you see something weird, you're like, oh, well, that's weird. What happened? Did a workout? You know, you traveled something different. Um, you can literally reach out and say, hey, have you ever seen this before? What does this mean? And they can help you interpret that data as well. Mm. So it really just reinforces what you're doing well and where there's room for improvement. So more weight loss, stable energy, uh, helps your fasting decisions. You know, the things we're talking about today's episode gives you more real-time feedback, uh, which then ultimately changes the decision-making in the real time and then ultimately gets you more sustainable results. So I want to encourage you, head to the show notes. Fasting, um, it's going to give you uh, $30 off. You're going to get one month free of dietitian support. The website is NutriSense.io forward slash fasting for life. If you're going to do it, commit to the six or 12 month subscriptions. It's going to give you time um, to kind of learn and level up as you go on your journey. Tommy, it's been an incredible addition to my health and weight loss journey. I know yours as well. Yep, mine too. But I want to give him a shout out. If you're looking to level up 2024, now is the time. Let's head back into today's episode. Yeah, there were some points along the way that weren't fun. Um, So for you guys that are new to the podcast, this is probably not an applicable conversation. Um, If you're new to fasting and you're at 18 hours going, what in the heck? Um, (laughs) Don't worry. Um, This is not how 
Tommy and I get the results or a lot of people get results. It's in the consistent, slow buildup using the different fasting windows and the fast cycling that we talk about, you know, stacking an 18, a 30 hour on top of an 18 hour with some 24 hours mixed in. What does Mm -hmm. maintenance look like? You know, all those different conversations. So for us, it was, I like that conversation of, yeah, why haven't I gone longer? And then, you know, that ties, ties into, you know, what you said with the non-negotiable of when to decide to do a longer fast, you know, having my family come in for two weeks and my wife and I going away for an anniversary for a couple of nights, um, you know, just North of where we live. Um, you know, that's probably not the time to be like, Oh yeah, you know what? I think I'm gonna do a 10 day fast, right? Like that makes no sense. So there's social and personal and practical sides to this as well. So, um, one last question here, Tommy, Mm -hmm. um, Ah, oh, man, do I want to go with that one? I came up with a couple more as we were kind of talking through and conversating here. Um, if you had to pick only one fasting window, like one mm-hmm. time, one one window, right? So one of the fast cycle windows that we just talked about, um, mm-hmm. what would that be for you and why? Oh man, that's a cool question. Um, Not just once. This is the This is the tool that you have in your toolbox. I'm just going to... This is it. This is the window you get to do. This is it. Yeah, this is the only timer that I can ever set. Every time I set a fasting timer. Okay. Um, I am going to go with 36 hours. Ah, come on. Is that your answer? Yeah. Oh, well, you should have answered it before you asked it, I guess. Dang it. (laughs) Okay. Well, maybe we'll have different wives. Full transparency. We didn't know each other's answers going into this. Mm-hmm. So I'm going 36 hours because um, a, f- a few different reasons. Um, you, it, it's, it's very difficult to, to overconsume, you know, 36 hours worth of calories, like in any given <clears throat> sitting or any given eating window. Like I, I know I'm going to consistently maintain a significant caloric deficit. So if I'm in fat burning mode, um, it, it's, it's kind of a no brainer and, but I, I don't have to go multiple days without, without, you know, any sort without kind of putting things on hold without any, you know, social, um, interactions or without eating dinner with the family or anything else like that. Like, you know, you kind of miss one, one dinner. And then by the next day, you know, you're, you're eating something, you have a, you have an eating window right there. Right. So you have, yeah, yeah, you have food on both days. It's flexible, can do breakfast, dinner, lunch, can all be kind of included in that, right? Mm-hmm. So I like it. <clears throat> I like that it gives the uh, flexibility. I'm going to go with the fact that it's one of the, the, the most effective time windows that's been shown to help reverse insulin resistance and mm-hmm. uh, promote insulin sensitivity. So I'm going to go with the more, go figure the the analytical side of it that <laughs> I want the benefits, right? I want the benefit, the, the most bang for my buck. So why do I do OMAD? Not one of the questions, but thank you for asking, Tommy, um, is because it fits into like my day-to-day life and how I feel. Like I like the idea of, you know, a lot of the times having dinner with the family at night, Monday through Thursday, it's a sprint, but it gives us, it gives me flexibility, it allows me to maintain the weight loss, feel good, et cetera. But if, I, if I'm going to go most bang for the buck in terms of weight loss and long-term goal or gain, um, I think I would, I, I would go you know, with the research uh, underlying there saying that, yeah, this is where, this is where you're going to get the most bang for your buck physiologically without having to do you know, those longer you know, 
48 to 72 um, or mm-hmm. five day, seven day, or even longer fast where, yeah. um, you know, for me, it's that consistent sustainability over time, which, you know, has been shown to, to be the most effective. Yeah. That consistency is king because finding, finding something you can, you can actually do on a repeatable uh, basis is going to be much more important than let's say, you know, going the next 30 days, you know, right. doing a 30 day fast or something, something more extreme like that. <laughs> right. Um, and, you know, the other thing I really love about the 36 hour mark that I think gets to that, that fat burning and insulin sensitivity resensitizing is I, I feel great, especially going towards getting towards the end of that. And if, if I'm checking my ketones, my ketones are always significantly up at that point. So like, I, I know I've reached a significant stage of fat burning every time I do a 36 hour fast. And so I'm, I'm excited to break the fast. I'm excited for the window. And it, it's something that for me is, is very uh, sustainable and repeatable. So I, I really like it. Cool. I love it. So I'm sitting here thinking as we're having these, these conversations, if you guys are new to the podcast and you want to know more about insulin resistance, resistance, insulin sensitivity, fasting windows, which ones we, we like better and, and reasons as to why, and, you know, comparing OMAD to ADF to IF, et cetera, scroll Mm -hmm. through the previous episodes. Uh, Feel free to shoot us a message at info at the fasting for life.com. If you guys have been with us for a while, you've been on this journey. We appreciate you listening. And hopefully you enjoyed a little bit different of a framework uh, of an episode that Tommy and I typically do, uh, but I still think it led to some pretty good uh, conversation and some action steps here. So any last thoughts before we wrap up today? Yeah, I, I'd say, you know, if, if you listen to this and some of this just sounded like, oh, wow, like uh, that's just that's just outside of my comfort zone. Um, you know, I'm going to encourage you to to push yourself just a little bit outside of your comfort zone. And, uh, you know, maybe take one or two of the things that we mentioned today and and see what you can really do, because, um, you know, it, growth is is always in that in that discomfort zone. So so make yourself a little bit uncomfortable and uh, push yourself to new heights and and you'll see new results, too. Love it. If you're looking for some more guidance or of a community of like-minded fasting individuals, uh, you can check us out on Facebook, uh, the Fasting for Life Community. It's a free Facebook group. Um, and then also you can go to our website, www.thefastingforlife.com, thefastingforlife.com. You can sign up for our newsletter, download the Fast Start Guide, which will give you six simple steps in how to put fasting into your day-to-day life. Tommy, as always, great conversation, sir. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to head over to register for the next 10-day live fasting challenge. Registration is now open. It can be found at www.thefastingforlife.com forward slash live. That is www.thefastingforlife.com forward slash live. For dates and more information, you can find the link in today's show notes, and we will see you on the inside. So, you've heard today's episode, and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter, where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day life. While you're there, download your free Fast Start Guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life. Fasting for Life.